You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Business Women Australia podcast, the podcast for ambitious women who are serious about business success and leadership development, keen to increase their knowledge and skills. And this is episode five of Business Women Australia podcast, and I am your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, according to my guest today, if you do not know yourself, no one else is going to know you either. And joining me today is Dr. Claire Allen. Claire has held CEO roles since her 20s, and she also has run her own online business and coaching programs and still does today. And she's the designer of the Trigger Stones, a leadership framework. Claire has created an online presence in regards to self-help resources and speaks on topics such as work-life harmony and building a magnetic personal brand. Now on today's show, Claire's going to share how to create choices and a life by design so you can live a healthier, happier and wealthier life, how to build a magnetic personal brand that will mean everyone will want you, as well as how to coach yourself to the top with a few simple techniques. So welcome to the show today, Claire. Thank you, Anne-Marie. So looking forward to it. Absolutely. Look, I think when we're talking about uh, building a personal brand, particularly a magnetic one, in this day and age, that's so important, isn't it? Because especially when we're talking online, there is so much noise online today, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. And you're trying to find out what the person's offering. And quite often people go into this generalist approach. Mm. So once you hear someone niching in the marketplace, it's if it's of interest to you, then you'll actually start engaging with them. And you've had some significant experience uh, running own business and CEO roles since your, your 20s. So certainly had quite an entrepreneurial ship. Uh, was it through upbringing or just at that age you decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to start my own business? business? I've always been a bit of an entrepreneur, I think, simply because I don't like to be controlled by anyone. So (laughs) for me, it's about being in control of my own destiny, Mm. um, setting my own course and direction. Um, But I also love working out what the needs are in the marketplace. So for me, I tend to find out what those needs are and build my business or opportunities around that. Mm -hmm. But look, I came from Uh, not a business family. I come from Wales, a low socioeconomic environment, came to Australia when I was 18 and went, wow, what a great place to live great place to be and what great opportunities. Yeah, amazing. Look, thank you for, for sharing that. It's always nice to, to to hear a little bit of insight into entrepreneurial journeys that people have had. Let's talk about how to create choices and a life by design so that we can live a healthier and happier and wealthier life. It really is about creating choices, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think once you have a personal brand and you have a niche in the marketplace, then people are going to start being attracted to you from everywhere. So you start to become an authority. So Mm -hmm. I'll give you a recent example. I only started talking about work-life harmony uh, probably in the last seven or eight months. And I've already been asked to speak maybe seven or eight times on the topic. Fantastic. Amazing. 
So it's incredible how you choose something and then you start to market it, how the opportunities start to just open up for you. Yeah, and that is so important. And I know that for many women, sometimes the thought of niching and really narrowing down to, to a you know specific market can be quite scary because the thinking around that is if I narrow my choices too much, is that going to minimize my opportunities? But in actual fact, it's the opposite, isn't it? Such as what you've just described with the outcomes that you've had. Yeah. Speak a little bit about the importance of niching. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, if, if you're looking at business coaching, then what sort of business coaching are you offering? Are you offering the opportunity to just build a business plan or are you actually building a platform for growth and sales or are you trying to get into a new market? Mm. You know, do you have experience of different markets, whether it's, you know, national or international? If you're thinking in terms of, for example, you know, I've, I've worked in charities for a long time. What's the differentiation point between you as, for example, a provider of, uh, you know, services to people with a disability compared to another provider? Mm. So once you start finding out what your differentiation point is, then people will start coming to you. Now, how you do that is a lot of marketing and more marketing around what you do. So what I found, which most people don't understand is that when you think about taking a company to an investor, so for example, I've taken a couple of businesses and I've got some investors around the table and they'll say to me, Claire, the product's really fantastic, but we don't like the people you're bringing to us. Mm. I go, well, I like them. <laughs> and they're like, no, we don't think we can market that person. We can't kind of feel a brand for them. Right. And you got to remember that we're going to be at conferences. We're going to be promoting them to other people. And if we don't feel that they've got a clear message or a clear brand, then we can't get behind that. We think the product's great, but we invest in people as much as we do the product. Mm. What are some of the other things then that you see people doing that is not then positioning them as an authority, that's not then having them have many opportunities and invitations to speak? I mean, we've spoken about having a, a clear brand, having a clear uh, niche. What other things do you see? Are there some typical things that continue to hold us back? One thing is that they really love their product and they're passionate about it. And because they're passionate about it and love it, they think everybody else will too. Mm. And there's no real research on that or understanding around that. So for me, I'm very pragmatic. I really think about, is this a product that people want and will they buy? You know, is yeah. this something that is going to be different in the marketplace? Whereas people go into retail, maybe fashion, and they just love fashion. So they think everybody's going to buy these products, but they don't know how to market them. They just think their love of it will make the difference. Mm. And it often doesn't, unfortunately. Mm. I wish it did, <laughs> uh, but it doesn't. <laughs> or they bring a product in and, you, and they, they really know it's a great product, um, but there's other products on the market and they're trying to compete with those other products and they're not finding a unique selling proposition with that. So they keep going around in circles. They get disappointed. They get frustrated. They go to business coaches or they go to other people and they keep getting told the same things. I oh, will just develop this stuff. But I'm a bit of a realist. So the difference with someone like me is that I've got the war stories. You know, I've tripled a company's turnover. I've gone from 2,000 to 12,000 clients. And I know exactly how to do that and what the formulas are. They're talking two decades of experience on the, on the coalface. You know, we're yeah. not talking about 
just doing an MBA and thinking that I know everything about business. Mm -hmm. I think I've learned more from the trenches than I ever could from a doctor of business administration, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so important to to share that with people because, as you say, they may be very passionate about a particular product or even service, but unless, of course, we are going to buy all of our own products and services, looking out for it, but I love it, is really not going to allow you to, to build a solid foundation upon which to continue to grow the business. When you look then at the different ideas that you've had and, and really considering, and I would imagine it's going to take a bit of research as well and getting out there to, to make sure that you do have an idea that is going to very much be something that's popular or that, that there really is a, a market there. What would be one or two key things that enabled you to <laughs> narrow it down to the point that you were quite clear that yes, this product or this service that you were going to offer, there was a market? Yeah. Well, if it's a, a simple product, which is, for example, a health product, and there are sales or trend analysis from other countries, mm. so you bring in something into Australia, then you pretty much know that that product has worked in, in other areas. Yeah. What you have to do is a comparison of that product then to the Australian market and work out, you know, if the Australian market is ready for that sort of product. If it's, for example, approving coaching system, then you'd actually say, well, okay, I know that this coaching system will work, but will Australians pay that? So you do a little bit of market testing. Mm -hmm. And you also have to build a tribe of followers. So, you know, I actually, you know, I'm a CEO, I run my coaching business. When I started, I'd actually work out, well, what will people pay? And what is perceived value for that person? That means they're going to think I'm amazing and that if they're successful, then everybody will want me because they're so successful, they'll tell everybody they're successful. Mm -hmm. So you actually really have to, there's three areas of the business I focus on and I do it for big business and small business. And that is that you have to have really good uh, foundations. So that means you get your business planning right. Then you've got really good strategy and then there's your operations. Mm. What business people do is they throw themselves into the operations. So they might be really good practitioners, but when it comes to the business or the science behind that, you've got to put that in. Yeah. So, for example, with Community First International, why it went from 2,000 clients to 12,000 clients was research. It was simply saying this is what the government is looking for. This is how we need to position ourselves. And as long as we do X, Y, and Z, I think we've got a good crack at growing our business. We didn't just have a good crack. I thought we'd double our business, mm -hmm. but we more than tripled it. Wow. So, you know, I'm also conservative in the marketplace. A lot of entrepreneurs say, I'm going to sell whatever. Now, I've had high success, but I never say that. I always say, this is the incremental steps I'm going to take. So I always under promise and over deliver in the marketplace. So I'm always real about what's happening. And then I'm never disappointed personally. Yeah. I'm setting this quick win strategy that is incremental but pretty planned as well. Yeah, and I'd imagine too that all the planning that you do and the fact that you are following a strategy that has incremental steps and monitoring and keeping your finger on the pulse, so to speak, that if you feel that you need to do a bit of a shift or maybe reword some marketing to better capture the attention of you know potential clients, that would be very much what you do as well, yes? 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just even the tagline, uh, have a personal brand so that everybody wants you. That's what everybody wants. They want everybody to want them yeah. if they're selling a product or they're doing certain things. So yeah. keep it really simple. Yeah. You don't have to make it really complicated. That's when right. I ask people to write their statement, they usually write half a paragraph. <laughs> but the thing is that that's not what the market wants. They want the elevator pitch that yeah. gets in and says, this is what I'm offering. When I'm putting business plans together, they send me like reams and reams. So I have to pull it all apart and make it really simple. And they go, that looks so easy. And I said, yeah, but you take that to an investor and they'll totally get it because they're not mm-hmm. going to read through your document. No. They want to know, and I say this, they want to know what is what is it that the problem you're trying to solve in the marketplace? What's your solution and why do people choose you? And sometimes we do overcomplicate things, don't we? And and uh, I think it was great that you mentioned sometimes you need to go back and revisit, reword, uh, restructure. And so often we'll look at something and think, well, that was a complete failure and we'll throw everything out. Yet it was. Mm-hmm. We needed to redefine and really niche down even further. And it would have been a success. Sometimes we give up far too soon. You mentioned about the personal brand. Let's do talk about some of the key elements mm-hmm. that helps us build a magnetic brand so that as you say everyone will want you what are some key things we need to start doing yeah well what do people know about you so Anne-Marie if you did a little list and you gave it to um, you know your friends or your family or people that you know and you said well what are my strengths what are the things that I need to improve upon what would you say about me Mm. it's really important to find out where people see you in the marketplace with your personal brand And then once you know where they see you, you can build upon that because you know then that people are going to say, yeah, Amory's really great. She's got the most amazing speaking voice, so you're playing to your strengths. You know, the podcast queen, it's really there and people are going to be attracted to that. Mm. And so it's really about you knowing who you are and what your strengths and capabilities are and playing to those strengths and capabilities in a really strong sentence to the marketplace. But it's not just that. You first have to have, and I do, because I do a lot of spiritual work with people, mm-hmm. and it's around belief in themselves. So Albert Bandura says, if you don't basically have a belief in yourself, then that's going to make the difference between success and failure, because it's your belief in your own capability to perform. So we work on the belief, and we work on your personal brand, which gives you that strong sentence for the marketplace we divide define it we test it on the marketplace and then we put with that an influence strategy and the influence strategy is important because this is your personal brand who are you now going to influence with this brand and what are you going to offer so people come to me i've been in ceo roles a long time and they come in my office and and i could help them out and i do help them out most of the time But most of the time, they don't know what they're asking me. And I really get a little bit tired trying to put it together for them in one sentence or trying to work out what they're trying to ask me. So the ones that come in and say, Claire, this is what we want to achieve. And here's the the sentence. Here's the thing that we want to do. Then I'll give them my support. Mm -hmm. And this is so important in the influence process is being able to get things across the line quickly. Yes. Because you mentioned earlier that people would come with big paragraphs. If we start to share that when someone says, tell me, what do you do? I mean, we've lost them after the first sentence, haven't we? Because (laughs) we're just thrown on. And that's what you're saying. If we don't know ourselves, no one's going to know who we are either because they're just going to switch off. Exactly. 
exactly. It's like, you know, being a CEO of Guide Dogs, which is amazing. We have this one sentence. When people say, why do you do what you do? We say back to them, because no one should be alone in the dark. Mm, love that. So yeah. how powerful are some of these sentences? And people just look at me and they go, wow, okay, that's really powerful what you do. And they start asking more questions. Mm-hmm. So how you get people hooked in is really important. Now, that's an emotive thing because you've got a blind vision impaired person. That dog may be their only companion. And, we're, you know, loneliness is one of the key drivers in this world. If you ask people what their concerns were, it would be loneliness and death. Mm-hmm. You see the best marketers know what people's concerns are and what will drive them to purchase or to donate. Mm-hmm. And, and I think when you're looking at really defining and coming up with a statement that's so powerful, that, that has people just to stop because it's so powerful and emotive that it really has people mm-hmm. uh, respond. It takes time. It can take time, can't mm-hmm. it, to come up with a statement. Mm-hmm. Speak a bit about that because I think sometimes we're too impatient. We want to get to that <laughs> key statement and we either end up confusing people or we just, oh, I can't do that. But speak a bit about the process. Look, it's a long process. Um, if, you, if you don't know who you are or what you're offering the marketplace, you've got to kind of test the market a bit. So for me, I'm a great experiential learner. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just sit there and ponder for hours. I'll trial things. So don't just think it has to be perfect straight away because it's not going to be. But give it a go. Have some confidence. Come up with something that's going to engage people. So, you know, I love the statement for myself, which is business evangelist. And people say, well, what, what does that mean? It kind of suits you, Claire, because you have this business approach, but you're kind of deeply spiritual. Well, what does that actually mean? And I'm like, well, you know, I've got this philosophy that life is too short, that you basically can live a life by design. You can make your own choices. You just mm-hmm. have to have the right formula. You have to kind of get to that point where your personal brand really does typify who you are and something about you as well. And the difference that you want to make, like the why is so important because it's the why that gets me out of bed, you know. It's the why that keeps my brand every day alive and the difference that I want to make. So in your process, you've got to come up with your keywords, you've got to come up with the things that people like you for, and then you've got to test it on the marketplace Mm. and see if people respond to you that way. You might actually think you're the best public speaker in the world but actually people don't see you like that, you know? Yeah. So you have to be, and if you want to be, then you have to you have to go and do everything you possibly can to be that. But you've got to find out first. There's no point following a dream that may not be a reality. It's great to have dreams, and I believe you can achieve anything you set your mind to, but you also have to have great determination with that because people will knock you if you're not at a certain level and you're promoting it. Yeah, and I think what's really important is getting that feedback. And because, you know, people who are close to us and who've seen us in our work and and doing our work can often be the great people who provide us with that feedback. But I know personally, sometimes getting that feedback can be a little bit scary, particularly if you're hearing something that uh, you may not. I remember years ago when I was learning, you know, professional development and and speaking, um, one of the the leaders was up there and she said, you be very careful. She said that you 
don't kind of shake and you imagine that someone shakes from the top of their head right down to the and something in me just said do I do that and I can't remember what she said but I, I just knew it. and I thought and but you know what I said to my colleague then my buddy I said you really need to help me not do that because that that was how nerves was coming out she was showing and she said just imagine that a pole is coming right from the top of the you know like the sky going right through your head through your back through your legs into the ground and it's anchoring you and as soon as I started mm-hmm. doing that and being mindful of it I was able to to shop yeah. that stop yeah. that mini shake yeah. but you've got to get feedback don't you because you can't change something that you don't absolutely. know is happening absolutely and that's a really good story around um you know public speaking and that, having that confidence and and actually taking the criticism on board and mm. you know in my uh, younger years someone said to me lick the boots of your critics and it was really tough actually to to take that level of feedback from you know management teams and other people and to put yourself out there and listen to what people have to say it's not easy mm-hmm. but the more you do it the more easy it becomes like you now probably take it as just part of your personal development so the more that you do it the more it becomes part of who you are and i'm incredibly pragmatic pragmatic now whereas in my early career i was quite defensive now all the defense has gone out the window. <laughs> That's the great thing about getting a little bit older. You just lose that level of defense and you just want to learn and you're open to learning and you critically analyze yourself. Mm. So again, one of the things I recruit for in people is the ability to critically analyze themselves. And this is a, a core emotional competency for people because if you don't have that, you're unlikely to succeed, to be honest. Mm, yeah, and let's face it, we're we're always improving and evolving with our skills. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, if uh, people are able to give us that constructive criticism, we can continue to build. And I know for, for me, if I hadn't have been aware of that, had I been speaking or said yes to a speaking event where there's some other key influences, there's no way I would have been shaken away there on stage <laughs> because that's how I would have been known. And so, you know, as you said. Take that as an opportunity to learn yeah. and grow, and yeah. before long, you'll really appreciate when people say, mm-hmm. "Hey!" And when you do it like this, uh, that's yeah. going to to come across so much better. Sometimes we only have that one opportunity to make an impression, and we want to make sure it's a good impression and not one where people are kind mm-hmm. of saying things uh, behind our backs. Let's talk about how to coach ourselves to the top. You've got a few simple techniques. Can't wait to hear what are they? <laughs> well, the first thing is that. Um, you have to have discipline. So I'm very disciplined in my approach. Most successful people are incredibly disciplined. That means that for me, I read uh, similar literature uh, day in, day out in terms of motivation, Hmm. uh, podcasts, make sure that, you know, I put a little bit of effort into my business um, in the mornings and in the evenings. I make sure I'm centered and grounded um, in terms of my decision making. I'm disciplined in probably all areas of my life, I'd say, and that's probably a big call and it's taken a long time, mm-hmm. um, but I make sure I've got you know, good links with financial planners, I've got good links with people in the health sector. Um, I make sure that I take the time out to be able to put into my own personal development. And these are key, these are key things in terms of coaching yourself to the top. It's being consistent every single day Mm. and once you start putting these things into place and practice then you'll grow um, exponentially Mm -hmm. the other thing is having a really good support network 
um, in terms of coaching yourself to the top. And when I say a, a good support network, with me, I tend to, every year I build connections, but I'm not a great networker. I don't go into a room and hand out my card and suddenly, you know, I've got all these contacts. I actually strategically choose who I want to network with. And I've built over a long period of time a great bunch of people and supports. You cannot be successful or coach yourself to the top without having a tribe of people that support you and you support them. So there's two really important things, the discipline and also having a tribe of people or a team of people that are going to support you to get to the top. And it's that little bit each day that makes a massive difference and celebrate those things and have a quick win strategy around what you do. I never used to stop and smell the roses. I was far too driven. Um, but these days I just do a little bit and I stop, have a break, and then I do a bit more. And I'm still achieving the same as I was before. Let's talk a little bit about discipline because I know that you said, you know, you weren't always as disciplined, but it really was something you set the intention and you continued to then uh, well, develop that. Speak a little bit about that because I know that sometimes what will happen, and I'm pointing myself, you know, finger back at myself here, <laughs> you'll start something and you will set intentions, but when you don't, yeah. it, you just kind of drift off a little bit. So what were yeah. some of the key things that you did that enabled enabled you to continue to discipline yourself so that it became almost like now I'm sure it's just part of who you are. Well, the first thing in building companies and in my personal life is I play a long game and this mm. is important. So I, I really, in the coaching process, make sure that people put down their envisioned future, where they want to be five, ten years time. And then I don't worry too much about the minute detail in that process or that journey of getting from A to B. So each day when I set my priorities, and I have a couple of priorities, you know, that I set each day, but at the beginning of a week or actually on a Sunday, I set my 10 priorities for the week. Mm -hmm. And so as long as I achieve those and they're not mundane things, then I'm happy with everything else. So it's not putting pressure on yourself. It's just making sure you achieve the big things that you're meant to achieve rather than trying to do everything. Yeah. And I don't waste time on things that are really not going to yield me the right results. So I don't go and, you know, play around with a new software program unless it's really going to help my online business or do other things. And the other thing is, you know, I myself pay for coaches, like a product development coach or a sales coach. So I actually bring expertise in when I need it. You know, when it comes to my own business, um, apart from my work, I actually have a tribe of people that work in my business as well. Mm -hmm. I don't sweat the small stuff. I don't I do not do it just because I should do it. I, I understand that I can go and make more money elsewhere and pay someone to do other things. Mm -hmm. So getting your, your life organized and being pragmatic about it it makes a big difference. We try and do everything and mm -hmm. it's impossible. That's right. We get overwhelmed and then unfortunately, yeah, when we're overwhelmed, we just haven't got the energy to follow through. And I think what's really important is a such a great reminder that we need to clarify the very important task you were saying, you set, you know, the set priorities, the 10 things in the week, because otherwise mm. we get stuck in the busyness cycle, don't we? And often those, yeah. those tasks yeah. really not getting us closer to our goals. Yeah. No. And, you know, it's it's also important. I mean, I have this um, chart in my personal life where I every six months map out who I've spent time with, 
um, who I'd like to spend time with and I reprioritize because I don't want to neglect the people I love and care for either. Mm -hmm. My friends, my family, um, the people that, you know, that I really like to spend time with. So I reprioritize and recalibre um, my life on a regular basis because otherwise I could go off in the wrong direction. And I know it sounds a bit mechanical, but for me it really works. Mm. That's where it's really important to have that self-awareness, isn't it? To really, okay, what's going to support me? Because what might be very um, supportive for you may be quite different for, for someone else who's got a different approach and a different uh, style. Yeah. So it's it's okay. really recognising that. And uh, then whatever system, whatever process uh, that supports you, make sure that you continue to, to follow that. Claire, look, it has been an absolute honour and pleasure to speak with you today. So many great insights to help us start to have those choices and live a life that we've designed. So, of course, we can have a happier, healthier and wealthier life. If people want to find out more about you and the incredible programs that you offer, how can they do that? It's um, www.drclareallen.com and all the information is there. But it's been an absolute pleasure um, to be here on the podcast with you today as well, Anne-Marie. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you so much, Claire. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. If you want to find out more about Business Women Australia and how you can become part of this dynamic collective of leaders and learners so you can gain the knowledge and skills that enable you to succeed in business, all you need to do is go to www.businesswomenaustralia.com.au. That's businesswomenaustralia.com.au. Hi, it's Anne-Marie. Have you enjoyed listening to the show and have thought about creating your own podcast so you too can become an influential voice in your industry, but you just don't know where to start? I've created a special gift just for you. It's my free mini training, Podcasting with Purpose, where you'll learn what you need to do to stand out, be heard, and influence your audience from your very first podcast. I'm also giving you my step-by-step -step podcast production workflow checklist, including the tools I use, as well as a checklist of no-cost and low-cost tools to get you started. To access, go to annemariecross.com forward slash mini training. That's annemariecross.com forward slash mini training.